0: But only one knows
2: ANYTHING!
3: President Roosevelt Wore an anti-gravity belt Dinosaurs had two brains Lucky kids live on Mars And go to school in flying cars Or at least they will one day Believe me, I'm a historian An astronaut or drive a DeLorean Would I lie? It's hard to say! The Big
2: Snow Hill, Maryland, this is The Big Fib, and now here's your host, Deborah
4: the Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the flowing furnification of truth and the violently calved ablations of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for live in studio audience.
2: Deborah, you know what else I am?
4: Uh what's that, Lisa?
2: I am a mystery.
4: Oh, um, um enigmatic, yes, but I don't know about a mystery. Oh,
2: Deborah, if I weren't a mystery,
4: people wouldn't be sending in so many questions to learn more about me. Oh, I suppose there is a lot that we don't know about you, sure. Does that mean you've got a question from a listener to share?
2: Indeed I do, Deborah. Indeed I do. Let me uh just tune into the correct frequency here on my I'll go port... <laughs> okay, here it is.
3: Yeah, that's good. Hi. My name is Matthew. I was wondering, Lisa, are you friends with turtles? And if so, do you have a secret handshake? And what is your favorite turtle's name? Please tell me it's Bob.
2: Bob? That old lizard brain turtle? Crazy story about Bob the turtle and a broken parachute and some steamed asparagus.
4: Wait, before you go on, if that story does not end well, I think we should skip it.
2: Yeah, it's probably not the happiest of stories, but it does make me hungry for asparagus. Mm, 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 <laughs> weird piecemeal smell. <laughs>
4: That's true. What about the secret handshake with turtles, Lisa?
2: Uh, no secret handshake. Uh, Of course, if there were a secret handshake, I wouldn't be able to tell you about it because... Because it's
4: a secret. I get it.
2: Also because turtles are very nasty when you talk about them behind their uh, shells. Mm -hmm. You do not want to get on the wrong side of a turtle. (laughs) So to answer your questions, Matthew, I do have turtle friends. There may or may not be a secret handshake. And my favorite turtle is, uh, no, I'd, uh... I better not say I don't want to upset any of the others. They are very catty.
4: (laughs) Well, thank you for your question, Matthew. All right, let's move on and play our game, Lisa. Can you please tell everyone how our game works?
2: Oh, I'll tell everyone. If everyone's not listening, if you know someone who's not listening, go get them because I got to tell them they're part of everyone. Okay, (laughs) thank you. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other, whew, weird, a liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid, we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah?
4: We are lying about glaciers, large, flowing bodies of ice. Lisa, do you know a lot about glaciers? Are you asking me? I am. That would be you, Lisa. You're the only Lisa I know.
2: Okay, well, then I'll just answer.
4: Okay, do you know anything about glaciers?
2: No, but I know this turtle named Seymour who knows all about glaciers. Should I call him up?
4: Oh, no, I don't I don't think that's necessary, no. Mm-mm.
2: Hello, Seymour? Huh? It's Lisa. Huh? The sound effects robot? Mm. That's Lisa, L for live, ah. I for in, S for... <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. That's the one. <laughs> No, 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 no! I did not tell my robot friends about the ekrit say and shake a. <laughs> okay, listen. I just wanted to ask you about glaciers because you know so much. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Thanks. See you around. Okay. Well, what did he say? He said glaciers are really cold. That's it. He didn't have a lot of time to chat. Said he had to go to the store and get some asparagus.
4: Oh, well, then I guess it's up to our contestant to find out all the facts. So, Lisa, who is our contestant today?
2: Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who likes math and wants to be a robotics engineer. <laughs> That's cool. We can meet up and talk about that sometime, okay? His name is Sid Gudagucenta.
4: Welcome, Sid. How are you today? Good. Awesome. So you want to be a robotics engineer, is that true? Yeah. What about robotics is interesting to you? I don't know. I just like robots. Yeah, who doesn't?
2: Yeah, aren't they great?
4: (laughs) What would you imagine you would do in your job once you become a robotics engineer?
3: Um, Build robots and program them to do stuff.
4: Like good things and sell them, right, and become really wealthy.
2: Wait, 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 wait. I thought a robotics engineer was an engineer who worked for me. <laughs> You're going to sell robots? Mm. What a monster,
4: Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, I think he's just placing them in good homes where people can use them for good.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That sounds good. So <laughs> sorry yeah. about that, Sid. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Great.
4: Yeah, and he might make some money off the deal. But anyway, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Sid. But we are going to do that playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. I'm sure you're familiar. So you, Sid, are going to tell us three facts. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie, and Lisa and our listeners at home will try to guess which one is the lie and We'll learn
3: two actual truths about you. So, Sid, what are your three facts? I read all seven Harry Potter books in a month. I like Minecraft and I play the violin. Wow, all
4: seven in a month. That would be pretty impressive. What do you think, Lisa? Uh,
2: What month was it?
3: (laughs) <laughs> I don't
4: remember. It was like a year ago. Mm.
2: I'm just thinking because if it was February, that only has 28 days, except for sometimes it has 29 days. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know, there's some that have 31 days and then you would have two extra days to read. Mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Or three extra days to read if it's not a leap here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just think about this, Deborah. Okay, please. Okay, so um, I think if he's doing all that reading, then he doesn't have time to play video games but if he's playing all the video games, he doesn't have time to read. And if he's practicing his violin, he doesn't have time to do any of the others. I think all three are a lie.
4: Okay, but I don't think that's what he brought us today. I think he brought us three facts, one of which is a lie.
2: Okay, so here's the deal. I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna say he uh, is lying about Minecraft because if he likes Harry Potter, there's a bunch of Lego sets of Harry Potter, but uh, Minecraft is sort of like Lego, But if he liked Lego, he would maybe be mad at Minecraft for being like Lego. So Minecraft's the lie. You're welcome.
4: I don't get any of that. Okay, so Minecraft is a lie. I don't understand that logic, but we're going to go with it anyway. Sid, which one of those facts is a lie? The lie is I play
3: the violin. I play the viola, which is like a bigger violin. Tricky, Sid. Good one. I
4: love the viola. Very cool. Which means that you did read all seven Harry Potter books in a
3: month. Yeah.
4: Which one was your favorite?
3: I thought the um, book five was kind of boring. I think Ooh. I liked
4: book seven. Book seven. Mm. And don't you wish it just kept going on and on and on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about glaciers, Sid? Do you know a lot about glaciers? Uh, Not really. Not really? Who does? Glacier experts. Yes, correct. Lisa, can we get some music for our glacier experts?
2: Move it on in here. But really slowly, like (laughs) maybe an inch every four to five years.
4: (laughs) Okay, thank you. Our first expert is Laura Boyle. Please introduce
5: yourself to Sid. Hi, Sid. I'm Laura. I am a PhD student at a university in London, and I study quaternary science. Ooh,
4: okay, thank you very much, Laura. Let's meet our second expert, Max Vinson. Max, please introduce yourself to Sid.
0: Hi, Sid. I am Max Vinson, and I am a geospatial uh, analysis analyst, really, uh, when it comes down to it, and I'm looking forward to talking about glaciers with you.
4: Awesome. Thank you very much, Max.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Drop like a
4: Okay. Tell us about those chill beats, Lisa. Gotta use cool sounds
2: for the hot seat (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
4: Yes, it is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Sid's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first?
2: This is a tough one because both Laura Boyle and Max Vinson sound like supervillain names, okay? (laughs) And I love supervillains. Ultimately though, I'm going to go with Laura Boyle because her initials are LB, which are the letters for the unit of measurement known as pound. Mm. And I've never understood why LB stands for pound, and I'm hoping she can tell us. Thank you.
4: (laughs) She doesn't have to tell us that. Maybe later after the show. But, okay, so, Sid, you are going to ask your first question to Laura. And after that, you can ask whomever you want whatever you want, okay? What is your first question for Laura? Is your
5: job difficult? So my job is, so I'm a researcher, so I'm working for a PhD at the moment, which is a big document of lots of research. So I study climate change in the past, the past 2.6 million years. We study so far in the past in order to understand more about our climate system today and in the future, so part of this is looking at past glaciers. So glaciers um, leave large rocks and large marks on sides of valleys, um, and we can study these to understand how glaciers flowed in the past and responded to climate change.
2: That's really rude of glaciers to leave all those rocks there. They should clean up after themselves. Mm.
5: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. They're helpful for us, though.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> forgot about that.
5: Yes. Do you find that work difficult, Laura? Sometimes my work can be really, really difficult because there's not all the clues that we can piece together to fully understand how a glacier may have changed or how the climate has changed. But other times when we've got lots of different researchers working all together, we can um, definitely fit together a story and look how the climate and glaciers have changed in the past.
2: It's going to be really hard to watch like what did you say? 2.5 million years of videotape just to see what happened?
5: <laughs> it's a long time.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of video.
5: Yeah, I don't think
4: there was any video a long time ago like that, Lisa.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a hard job then.
3: Yeah, even harder. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Sid, take it from here. Uh, this question is for Max. What do you do at your job and what is your day like?
0: That's a great question, Sid. So as a geospatial analyst, I gather information and I manipulate it in different ways to really understand geographic information systems. I look at satellite pictures and different geographic models and data visualization so that I can also understand what climate change is doing specifically to glaciers.
3: This question is for both of you. How does global
5: warming affect glaciers? Climate change is, and global warming, is affecting glaciers in lots of different ways. Um, Sometimes the direct temperature increasing um, can melt the surface of the glacier, making the glacier a lot thinner. But then other times, um, if the glacier is floating on water and the oceans are starting to heat up, then... Um, sometimes the glaciers can melt from below and thin them that way. So there are lots of different ways in which global warming is causing glaciers to change. And why is that a bad thing if they melt?
4: If my house is too cold, I like to turn the heat up.
5: Yes, we do like to be a bit warm, but a glacier needs to be kept cold. Otherwise, if it keeps on melting, it's going to raise a lot of sea levels and it's going to cause more changes to the climate system. Oh, to the whole climate system, everywhere. Everywhere. All the climate system is linked as one. So the oceans and the atmosphere and the glaciers and the rivers, everything is linked in one global system. And so when one thing changes, it has a knock-on effect on the rest of the systems.
2: Somebody should study this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree. Okay, Max, would you like to take that question also?
0: Absolutely. You know, Laura is 100% correct. What she's talking about is the melt line. And when this melt line moves upward, the glacier actually melts faster. And that could be from the top down or bottom up. Either way, what results is water coming off of the glacier, flowing into streams and rivers and oceans, which then contributes to the rising sea levels, which ultimately can cause more and more damage to places that you wouldn't expect, like, for example, Miami. Florida, way down where it's warm climate, that sea level, they're closer to the sea level. So when the sea level rises, it could do massive damage to great cities like that, or Venice, Italy, and you know, other cities that have a large water mass around them.
3: Mm. Sid, what is your next question and for whom? This question is for Max. Are there any animals that rely on glaciers?
2: Uh, glacier slugs. Glacier slugs. Yeah, yeah. There's just tons of slugs all over glaciers. You know, you are right, Lisa. There
0: are these glacial midgets, there's snow fleas, there's uh, copepods, there's ice worms, there's all sorts of these microscopic animals that live in the ice. And this is one of the most amazing things. People don't think about animals living in ice yet. You know, one of the great things about nature is they tend to survive everywhere, including on glaciers.
2: Yeah, I told you, Deborah.
3: <laughs> I should never have doubted. <laughs> Go ahead, Sid. Are glaciers important to humans? If so, how? This question is for Laura.
5: Yes, glaciers are very important to humans. So I've already mentioned that the um, global systems are all really connected, but certain populations are even more dependent on glaciers. A lot of populations in Southern America or in the Himalayan region, they rely directly on the glacier melt that comes during the summer season. So without that, they'd have very limited drinking water. So glaciers are really important to people.
4: I should say. Okay then, Sid, what is your next question and
3: for whom? This question is for both of you. Have you ever seen or been on a glacier in person? Mm, I'd like to know that too. Okay, who would like to take that one first? I'll go ahead
0: and take this one. Yes, absolutely. I'm on a glacier right now in Alaska.
4: (gasps) Cool. What's it like there?
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, Glacier high. (laughs) 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 It's cold. It's very
4: cold. Yeah, I bet it is. How about you, Laura?
5: Yes, I've been on a glacier. I've been on the Langdjokul Glacier in Iceland. Very cold. Yes. But unfortunately, I'm not on one right now.
4: (sighs) Oh, Oh, well. (laughs) You're just
3: chilling at home? Chilling. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Sid, continue. This question is for Max. Has anything crazy ever happened at your job?
0: Yes, yes. Even though glaciers uh, move very slowly, I was actually on a glacier when it started to turn into an iceberg, And so at that time, as the iceberg starts ripping away from the glacier, you have a choice. Do you want to stay on the iceberg and float off to sea, or do you want to get back on the glacier? And so in that split second... I
4: know what I would choose.
0: What would you choose?
4: I would choose a helicopter lift to take me to a tropical island immediately.
2: Good choice. (laughs) (laughs) I chose the glacier.
4: Yeah, that's a good choice, probably, too. You know, second choice.
2: <laughs> I really hate being carried out to sea. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it's one of my pet peeves, Deborah.
4: Has that happened often?
2: Uh, ooh, about 13 times. It's the worst.
4: Yeah, the worst, totally. <laughs> I want to circle back. Laura, you said something about glaciers and icebergs. Do both of you concur these are two separate things, an iceberg
5: and a glacier? Yes, I can definitely tell you that icebergs and glaciers are different things. An iceberg starts out as a glacier. So as a glacier breaks off and it carves, it then produces the icebergs. But icebergs are not glaciers as soon as they've carved. I see. All right, then.
2: And what about snow cones? (laughs) How do they fit into this?
4: Yeah, do they come from icebergs (laughs) or glaciers? When
2: you chisel the
0: ice and snow off of an iceberg or a glacier, you can make a snow cone. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, they really are important.
4: Yeah, (laughs) very good. Excellent question, Sid. Really well done.
1: The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash big fib, code big fib to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash big fib, code big fib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The
4: big, big fib! Okay. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Sid will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. And then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts are going to have to think fast till time runs out. Sid, let's start with Laura. You can ask your Shorts on Fire
5: questions now. About how many glaciers are in the world? There's approximately, according to the Randolph Glacier Inventory, about two hundred and fourteen thousand. What is the largest mass of ice? Mm, that would be Antarctica. What is the name of the
3: ice sheet that sat over North America twenty thousand years ago? That's the Laurentide Ice Sheet. How much of Antarctica is covered in ice? Mmm, about
5: ninety-eight percent. What is the fastest flowing glacier called? Uh, they're called ice streams. Factor fib. Glaciers are always moving. They have to be moving to be considered a glacier. The iceberg that sank the Titanic came from which glacier? Oh, that's a very good question. I actually don't know that one.
2: The boat sinker.
4: The boat. <laughs>
5: Go ahead. Say it. How much of the Earth's fresh water is in glaciers? Mm, between sixty-nine percent and seventy-five percent. Where can you find alpine glaciers? Uh, in lots of different mountainous regions. Factor fib. Glaciers are only white. No, that's a that's a fib. There can be lots of different colours. They can be they can be red. They can be green and even blue. How small can a glacier be? Mm, the smallest size of a glacier is one kilometre squared. And that is time.
2: That's all the time. If you guys don't know what a kilometer is, it's like a mile, but British.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not an expert (laughs) on distance, Lisa. Okay. (laughs) Very good. Now we're going to reset the timer, aren't we, Lisa?
2: You know what? I wasn't going to, but since you asked, yeah, I'll do it.
4: I appreciate that. Okay. Sid, you can ask Max your shorts questions now. What is the main type of satellite
3: used to look at glaciers?
0: It has a, a number of different names. Uh, internally, we like to call it GU, which is for a glacial observation objective.
3: How many countries are there where you can find glaciers? 47. How much would the sea rise if Antarctica melts?
0: 58 meters.
3: Who was the first person to travel to Antarctica?
0: That's it. Captain Callie Casey, otherwise known as Captain Corker Hook.
3: How much of the world is covered in ice? About 10%. How much of an iceberg is underwater?
0: About 90%.
3: What kind of lettuce got its name in the 1920s after it was shipped from California covered in lots of crushed ice?
0: Uh, I'm not a chef. I'm gonna pass on this one.
3: How old is Antarctica?
0: About 40 million years old.
3: Factor fib, there are glaciers on other planets.
0: Uh, that's a fact, actually. They're on Mars.
3: What is the largest glacier in the world?
0: Ooh, the uh, Galactic glacier in antarctica
3: and that
4: is time
2: this is all time done
4: (laughs) very good okay that's the glacier terminus of that round it's decision time sid must think about all the facts he heard today and tell us which expert is on thin ice sid who is our big fibber
3: I think Laura's the fibber because mm. she said that glaciers are always moving, but icebergs are the ones floating. Glaciers are not floating on water. Mm. Okay, so we zeroed in on a particular fact that just
4: didn't sit right with you. Very interesting, let us see. Can our actual glacier expert please say, I am the glacier's expert? I am the Glacier's expert. (gasps) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Laura Boyle is a PhD student from London, England, who studies climates and the environments over the past 2.6 million years to help protect future change. Welcome, Laura. Okay, let's do some fact-checking because obviously we were led astray. Laura, which facts did Max tell us for which he deserves the cold shoulder? He actually told us quite a few
5: wrong ones. Oh, did he? Yes. First of all, he spoke about a melt line. Now, this might be something that I haven't heard before, but I don't think it's quite true. We've got something called a grounding line, which is at the point where glaciers begin to float, or we've got the equilibrium line altitude, which is the point at which the accumulation and the ablation is balanced, Mm. but not a melt line. Sure, sure. Um, I've never heard of snow fleas But maybe they're a thing. <laughs> also, GOO satellite? I don't think so. No. We've got a satellite called Grace, mm. which stands for Gravity Recovery and Climate Experiment. Not GOO, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, that sounds nicer than GOO. Yeah.
5: Yeah, but also Captain. Cully Casey, <laughs> what you said? No, that is wrong. The first known person to go to Antarctica or in the Antarctic region was Captain Cook. Oh. Actually, more recently, we've uncovered new histories that essentially the Maori community. Um, from the New Zealand region, from Oceania, were the first ones, and that was centuries ago. That's a fun fact. What about Sid's concern about your
4: conversation about floating icebergs and glaciers and all?
5: Yeah, no, to be considered a glacier, it does have to be moving. So, yes, icebergs move, but glaciers, they have to be moving under their own Mm. weight to be called a glacier. And we've even got things called ice streams, which can move several feet a day. And these are the faster-flowing glaciers.
3: I remember, I looked it up and it said that glaciers move, but they um, don't float on water.
5: Ah, yeah, so there can be some glaciers that float on water, and these can be called ice shells. Um, these are just floating extensions of the glacier ice from land.
4: Ah, interesting. You see, you have to really dive into that research to get to the true facts. <laughs> can be very tricky. How about you, Max? What facts did you share that were actually the polar opposite of factual?
0: You know, uh, Laura covered most of them. And side note, Laura, if you want to coin the term ice lo- melt line, rather, <laughs> that's all yours to take. Um, um, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I am not on a glacier right now and nor was I ever on one that was splitting into an iceberg. That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) The largest glacier in the world is not the galactic glacier, it's the Lambert Glacier in Antarctica. And um, let's see, I think she, yeah, she got Captain Callie Casey.
4: Oh, just for your records, because I know it will keep you up at night, but the kind of lettuce that got its name in the 1920s after it was shipped from California covered in crushed ice, that would be iceberg lettuce.
0: Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, fun Hmm. fact.
4: (laughs) And the iceberg that sank the Titanic is from the Jakobshavn Glacier in Greenland. Also fun fact.
2: I bet that iceberg, like, was so popular with its friends, and they were like, (laughs) oh my gosh, you're like the most famous iceberg.
4: Probably. Yeah, get the t-shirt. And... Fact or fib when you answered, Laura, that glaciers are many colors, that is true?
5: Yeah, that's very true. So they can be from a lots of different um, sources. So you can have microbial activity on the surface of glaciers, which can cause them to be lots of different colors, like green. Also, in Antarctica, where there are penguins, penguin poo, essentially, is red because of the krill that they eat, so when you look down from satellites, you can just see large areas of of red ice. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's <laughs> penguin poo ice, oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> penguins must feel like super powerful that you can see their poop from space.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they do. That- is amazing really fun facts okay it is time to say oh reservoir thanks to our contestant sid who was brilliant thanks to our expert and liar laura and max and to lisa our sedimentary sound system and of course many thanks to our listeners tuning into the big fib where we sublimate lies and we all pine for the truth
2: the big fib is a production of gen z media for more great shows visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa, and you can find out how you, yeah, yeah, you can participate. Also, I know I'm giving you a whole bunch of homework, but you can follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Alright, ooh, look, I think I'm gonna go out to sea now.
4: Oh no! I'm not the same.
1: No, no. <laughs> talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com?